I'm Vicki. And I'm Lynn. And, and we're we are telling on ourselves. <laughs> telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling. 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 On ourselves. <laughs> Very awkwardly. But that was way better than trying to sing it all at once. We'll get yeah, better at that, Yeah. Still, I still getting the Zoom thing down, aren't we? With a delay. It's not yeah. as bad, I don't think, yeah. as it was. We should have both paused the game. <laughs> just like, <laughs> what delay? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We'll mess with her, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's week 45 in quarantine. Yeah. I thought it was year 37. <laughs> year 37 in quarantine. Day yeah. 3001. I'm calling it BVAV, before virus, after virus. That's going to be my timeline. Okay, Jesus person. <laughs> BVAV. <laughs> it's kind of like ACDC is what I thought. Before Vicky and after Vicky. <laughs> oh, that was a sad life before Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. Death. Yeah. It's a jolly life. Yep. It's um, a hard knock life. For us. <laughs> so today's episode is pretty cool. It it's is. Serenity prayer. It's a it's a it's a recovery staple. Yeah. It is. It is. And we, I kind of uh, snuck the idea from some things that Chelsea and I are working on for a workshop. And she had kind of talked about that being a piece or a workshop or whatever. I'm like, man, that'd be a cool podcast. So I put it out there and they, uh, Bree and Vicki both agreed that they would be willing to do it. So we're going to do that. But before we do it, we're going to do first thought wrong. First thought wrong. Bree, you got one? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I was just trying to put you on the spot. You're hilarious. You got me. <laughs> I got you. you. I got you. And then you got me. I uh, no. Um, you know, I've had a couple this week that I actually think are worthy of sharing. So I picked one. Um, so my sponsor is part of this really cool lineage of sponsors, and they usually have a retreat. I think it's in Iowa, like in the Quad Cities, um, that's this weekend. And since obviously we couldn't do that, they decided to do an online retreat. And I, um, she had told me before this retreat is not like retreats I've been to before. It's pretty intense. She said, it's not like the feel good, hold hands, kumbaya. It's, it's intense and it's like serious work. I'm like, okay. So then I found out it was online. And what I originally thought she said was Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, Saturday and Sunday, nine to five. That's like the whole weekend because I have to work. So I already started like spinning all these things in my head of it being too much. And mostly as it was brought to my attention, all of this was coming from fear of um, the unknown and not, since I didn't know what to expect, I'd really worked it up in my head. And then this week I found out or discovered that it would be smarter for me to split up a one day work day on the weekend to two, just because it's gotten so busy and it's too much stuff. So I was going to have to work Saturday and Sunday anyway. So I was kind of seeing that as my out to the retreat but still not doing it in a good, honest way of just being honest with my sponsor and saying, hey, I have some anxiety about this. I've got some fear of not knowing what to expect and all that kind of stuff. I was going to spin it a totally different way. 
and talked to Vicky this morning and she's like, well, it looks like this, this, and this. And you know, when someone sees your obvious flashing sign over your head, I'm like, huh, yeah, I guess I'm still doing that. And as she very sweetly said, you know, you're always picking the upstream swim instead of going with the flow downstream. And so we decided that I am a salmon swimmer. I'm always yep. looking for the upstream. And, and when I do that, maybe I can find like a le- an easier little inlet to get in and out. So it's not always such a battle. Yeah. And I the final... Oh, what's finish, that? Finish. Um, I did talk to my sponsor and I explained what was going on. She's like, no problem. But I had all these feelings of like disappointing her, not wanting to uh, seem like I didn't want to do the work. And it's not that I didn't want to do the work. It's kind of like exercise. You're always glad you do it once you start doing it. But when you're looking at it, what's going to happen, it doesn't seem like the best way you'd want to spend your time on a Saturday, which is not true because I know once I started it, I really get something out of it. But it was a whole lot of, it was a big jumbled mess of emotions that I had about this. But it all worked out. Well, and it was interesting when you were telling me, um, because you really weren't seeing it at all that you were avoiding it. And and you were, it was so obvious that you were trying to avoid it. I'm like, well, that's a really good first thought wrong. Because she's like, yeah. I'm like, so why aren't you, why don't you just tell her you have to work? And you go, well, I feel really bad. And I'm like, well, do you feel bad because you have to work or do you feel bad because you don't want to do it? And you're like, you gave me that look like, (laughs) oh, shit. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. But that's where, you know, and then we go, okay, well, that's me taking my will back. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a I had a very similar moment. If you don't mind me jumping on, please. yeah, please do. I talked to a newcomer uh, that was struggling, and I called her, and we were talking, and she said what she was struggling about, and I'm like, well, maybe you should call your sponsor and talk to her about it. And funny as it were, I was supposed to call my sponsor, and when <laughs> I said that to her, I'm like, ding, 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 ding. I'm supposed to call my sponsor and talk to her about it, about something very, very similar. So needless to say, that's why we talk to each other. So we remind each other what we need to do. And that's how this crazy ball of recovery works. Right. And once I started talking to you about it, then I was able to untangle that knotted necklace, you know, pull apart all the little, the little strands that had gotten all knotted up. And it wasn't such a tight knot. I thought it was gonna be a really tight knot. And it wasn't there wasn't that many things to untie, thankfully. But in the old life, this would be before, before AA life, um, I would have just kept pulling that knot tighter and tighter and keep, you know, working it and agitating it. And it would have become something so huge. I wouldn't have even known how to begin to start to unravel it. So there's, there's some beauty in that. Well, I would have lied. Then I would have avoided it. Then I would have blown it off. Then I would have pretend like it never happened and, and, and then probably made up a story about, oh my gosh, you know what happened that day? It was so crazy. I was riding my bike and I got a flat tire and you know, just like ridiculous <laughs> lies. And yeah. then two weeks later, they'll ask you, hey, did you ever get that flat tire on your bike fix? And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> totally forgot that you lied to them. Yep. That's how that works. But Lynn, I understand your anxiety about that kind of stuff too. I think we all, you know, Mm -hmm. we walk that line of 
what is just a boundary and saying no to something that you just don't want to do, which is, it's okay to do that sometimes if it's really not something you're interested in and also, okay, what's my higher powers will for me. Yeah. And being able to see when an opportunity comes into your life, is this like something I need to learn from right now? Is that why it's right in front of me right now is because I'm going to have to take a look at something. Right. Am I avoiding something that I need to do or think about? Yeah. Sometimes you don't even really know, like, exactly. Sometimes you specifically know what event or person or situation you are avoiding. Other times you don't really know. You just kind of know you want to stay away from it for whatever reason. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that vague feeling of avoidance. And honestly, when I thought about the work that it was going to take, it's not that I feel like I'm really trying to avoid something. It's more like, I don't feel like I have mental energy right now. Well, you are very busy right now. So I can only imagine that probably would have like just wiped you out for like the entire next week. Yeah. If it's that heavy and that intense of work right. that you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you get a pass right now. I think you're doing a lot and, but I think it, it, it like also depends on why you don't want to do it. And then that's why exactly. I asked because is it, are you avoiding something or I, I know your, your cabinet doors are open. Let's hope that it doesn't want to be like, what the fuck? Just close the cupboards. <laughs> and she would use that word cupboards. Who? Okay, I thought of something. I have to share it. And this uh-huh. actually reminds me of the retreat that we went on. And I think that was one of my first thought wrongs is I initially did not want to go on this retreat, even though that's the only weekend um, that our friend was going to be in town. Yeah. And I wanted to see her, but I was not interested in the topic. I really didn't want to go, but then I felt bad saying no because I didn't want to make it seem like I, like, cause what the only other thing I had to do was nothing that weekend. <laughs> I just really just something about it made me want to avoid it and not want to go. I went and I had an amazing time. Yeah. And the topic, which was sex and body image, I was like, I've got this. I don't have any issues there. I actually had a lot of issues that I did. Yes. You know, so it's like, yeah. Just so God puts us where we're supposed to be if we let our higher power do it. And if we don't, if we fight it, he'll just keep giving us different opportunities. So even if you miss an opportunity, you're going to get more. Yes, absolutely. As long as I stay open and willing. You're right. Um, so yeah, I guess this is pretty uh, relatable for a lot of people. Um, and and I was just going to say, this brings us right into the serenity prayer. It sure does. Before we start the serenity prayer though, can I tell you the thing about the cabinets? So, so everybody knows, you know, we're on Zoom calls. So I love watching interviews on TV now just to see what people's houses look like. It's become like my favorite thing. And even our meetings, it's like, you know, when they don't have those silly backgrounds. But I also follow Glennon Doyle on Instagram and she and Abby have had like these funny little tiffs since they've been in, in, in quarantine. And she said one day, Abby sat down on the couch beside her and was eating popcorn and she goes, seriously, do you have to eat that so loud? I mean, you know, it's like that kind of tension sometimes. So apparently Glennon doesn't close cabinet doors. <laughs> and Abby, it drives her crazy. And Glenn's like, what? I might need to go back there in three hours. I want to make sure I know what's in there. And I didn't notice how bad I was until living with Linda. Now um, I leave it. She comes behind me and closes them. I'm like, you didn't even give me a chance to go back and close it. And I just realized I left that one open. It's been open for hours. 
I leave the fridge open. Ooh. I know. Not purposely. I just, because it doesn't shut all the way. And then I see that it's like that. I'm like, oh, I'll get to it in a minute. I'm going to have to go back there. <laughs> That's funny. I leave cabinets open too. Dave and I, Dave and I both do. So like our cabinets are just like permanently open all the time. And then we'll like knock our heads out. And when we're like, doing <laughs> like, who can I blame for this? My <laughs> yeah apparently I really don't I just can't be bothered with closing cabinet doors now do you do that at work too yeah but that's the thing a lot of my stuff is open at work and I'm used to always seeing everything so I don't know if maybe it's a little bit of a subconscious yeah I don't yeah, know I, have that. That. I mean you know I leave burners on all day because eventually I'm going to put a pan over there <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I just got a little bit scared <laughs> well, in in uh, restaurant kitchens, you do just leave the burners on. And that's one reason it's so bloody hot on the line. But oh, anyway. I mean, makes sense. Why would you turn it off after everyone if you got another yeah. one? Yeah, because then you have to like reignite, reignite. Yeah. And you have the, uh, keep all the saute pans on the back row and they always stay hot. So when you set it down to cook, the you don't have to the, the what? <laughs> the saute pans, you keep them on the back <laughs> row hot. So when you're ready to cook, that you don't have to wait for it to heat up. It makes sense. Yeah. Economy right. of action. That's right. Serenity prayer. I have definitions. Oh God. I'm, how could you have it? Do you have a definition for the whole serenity prayer? So you're doing no. the whole podcast and we can just listen. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Okay. First one, God. Um, <laughs> Um, I have a definition for serenity, which is a feeling of calm and peace. And then I have a definition for prayer. And it is a solemn request for help or expression of thanks. And I don't know if I agree with the solemn part. Why couldn't it be a joyful request for help or expression of thanks? Why does it have to be solemn? Because is that the only way you can do it? Is if you're serious? Well, what does solemn mean? Like, what is the actual definition? No. Solemn is like serious within serious. Um, with serious, maybe formal and dignified. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't like that so at all. Formal and dignified. <laughs> no. That does not please me. <laughs> Lord knows I am not dignified. <laughs> More formal. I'm not formal. Yeah, I was going to say, Lord knows I'm not formal. I like, I like the definition. I like the part about expression of thanks. Yeah, me too. I like that that's in there. I wouldn't have yeah. expected that. I agree. So the first part of the serenity prayer is God grant me the serenity. So we're asking for help to find calm and peace. Yeah, a formal request to and I do it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I formally do it in the bathroom a lot. Praying to the porcelain god or anymore, but I I rem- well I I I'm going to say it wrong on purpose because I think it's funny. I've been no see so what I've been doing in Zoom calls of noticing how people say things differently. And there's mm-hmm. this one person that says blabbering. I've been, I'm blabbering. 
or, or I'm blabbling. She says I'm blabbling. <laughs> and I blabbling. like that. Um, but you know, when people say, especially, especially. Yeah. Especially. Mm-hmm. Especially. Uh, but I used to say it in the bathroom a ton when I first got sober. I remember it was where I was working. I would go in that bathroom and it was a one person bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit in there and I would pray and Lord Jesus, help me find the serenity. I pray when I go to the bathroom at work too, though, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah I did it's only kitchen. like real quality, quiet place most mm-hmm. of the time. And I find like if I'm really upset at work, I walk outside and uh, we have like this little garden area that's near the kitchen. And I walk out there and like I'll walk a lap if I'm really needing to have a minute, you know, to settle down. I always gravitate going outside. So I have a friend that has a, a work place that they have this walking track at their uh-huh. station. And she said people get in trouble because they walk too much because they'll like take breaks to walk and they get in trouble. And that would be me. If there was a walking track, I would get, but I would be working while I would be on the phone. I'm sure doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no serenity with that. If you're on the phone while walking. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I'm not like it's chaos, but it's not. Yeah. But I mean, you're, but as, but as ADD as you are, Vicki, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, um, it probably helps you to keep moving. And so maybe you do have some sort of serenity, even if you're on the phone, because the definition is a feeling of calm and peace. Yeah. A feeling of calm and peaceful still being on the phone with someone. Well, and I guess if you think about it, maybe I could be on the phone with God. (laughs) (laughs) You know, instead of phone with a human, I could be on the phone with God. I could be like, yo, HP, what up? I need some I need some calm and peace because my shit is all messy. (laughs) It is all jacked up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about the fact that it's like, God grant me versus just like, God, may I find serenity now? It's like grant instead of like, may I be serene, you know, God, may I be serene now? I feel like grant is like, it means that something you can only get from your higher power. That's what I you're asking to be granted something why can't we can't get it on our own accord it has to be granted to us I like that a lot Brie and that, well, that I'm just asking what you guys think about it. it it makes me think about the steps is that we have to ask we have to take ourselves out of the equation and to be able to um to to have our character defects removed and I'm thinking of that just because we just talked about it last night it's we can't do that but we're asking God to remove the character defects that God seems um necessary not what we want removed so it's kind of that same thing it's like taking our will taking out our will and and saying I'm an open vessel I'm an open conduit can you help me find the serenity I like that you said that it's kind of like if if it were my will I would continue to find chaos and if I probably not be serene because I'd be pouring kerosene on what whatever it is that is making me so agitated would just not even like verbal to like if something's irritating me and I'm getting worked up you know and saying things I don't want to say but just the thoughts in my head 
kind of like what you were saying, Lynn, about your thoughts for this weekend becoming a beautiful mm-hmm. fall of necklaces. You might not even been chaotic on the outside, but inside. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, Brie. I never had I never had cause to think about grant me. Like um God grant me the serenity. I, I guess it's for me that just sounds humbling with humility, like God grant me, please. I, I it reminds me of the seventh prayer, seventh step prayer too, right? Mm-hmm. God grant me the serenity, like please give it to me. Open the serene doors. I need them open because I am not serene. I am mean or (laughs) selfish, vain, all the things. I'm yucky. I'm messy. Right. Yeah. Cause if we were to say, God, make me serene, you know, that's, that's like saying, make me into the shape of an iceberg. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I wonder twin powers. Do you think icebergs are serene? No, because they're always calving. I'm just, I was thinking of wonder twin powers. It's like, instead of saying, make me serene, as in make me what I want. Ha, huh, I just got it. It just right. all makes sense to like, me. Make is like a command. Sound uh-huh. versus grant is, like Vicky said, very more, it's more humble. It's a humble yeah. or something. Yeah, please allow me this serenity that I know, like, hello, please, I'm begging you. But I just think it would be better if we just said, yo, (laughs) calm down my shit, you know, like. Right. So if you're another, let's do another uh, layer to that, Brie. What if we say, um, grant me, please find me worthy to be able to be serene. What do you think about that? Very similar to Grant, I would say. That's what I'm I'm thinking. And I just never thought of it that way. Please find me worthy enough to have serenity. So I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I want you to. Because worthy, by, by saying please find me worthy means that I'm unworthy if I'm not serene. And I don't mm-hmm. think that to be true. I think that. I'm worthy no matter if I'm serene or I'm not serene. I think God, asking God, like for me, when I'm in my character defects, right? I still think I'm, I have worth. I still think I'm a good, not a good, but I still think I'm a worthy human. What I think is grant me the serenity means I'm asking you right now to take away this, this, this mental chaos. Mm-hmm. And help me, help me come back down to mm-hmm. help me to accept the things I cannot change. The courage. Job. That's amazing. That's what we're asking for the serenity for mm-hmm. to accept the things I cannot change. So like let it go. Weren't we just talking about letting it go? How it's not actually that easy. Yeah, and it's a process and a practice just like anything else. I think Lynn, you were talking about that yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I always thought about letting go as the best way to try to do it without, you know, some people might think it's sweeping it under the rug, but when something's got me really agitated and worked up and I'm feeling anxious about it and it's something I can't change, 
sometimes I just have to change my thought. You know, you say the serenity prayer, you realize you can't change it. Then I need to just start thinking about something else, you Mm -hmm. know, continuing to think about something that I am literally powerless over. serves me not at all. So it reminds me of the salmon and the salmon, like hitting rocks going up. But if it finds that smooth path of like, they say it's like a, um, water flowing faster. Like what? A current? Yes. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. Thank you. Like, yeah, like the little jetty thing. (laughs) Yeah. But like, find me that current. And, and then like, that's when, I guess when I'm hitting the, the, when I'm hitting the rocks in this situation, when I'm hitting the rocks, I'm thinking about the same thing and I'm trying to make, put a square peg in a wrong hole. And, and when I'm hitting that rock, I'm thinking of, um, I don't know, being unworthy, maybe actually. Right. And then when I'm, when I find that quick moving current, that's when I know that I'm safe in the, in the flow of higher powers, direction for me, I guess. Right. And it's the reason I asked that is because that was one of the first things that came to mind for me is, am I worthy enough to be serene? Because I still fall back to that. It's like, am I good enough? Did I, did I do enough right to be able to be in that, that nice place of, you know, serenity. Um, and that's the character defect for me is, am I good enough? What did I do wrong? What, what's lacking in me? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you you are worthy, and you're. I mean, and and our misery can be created by ourselves. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there's a part in the big book where it. I think it's around step four where it says something that we created our own misery or we manufactured. Oh no, it's in it's in the family afterwards. But it talks about manufacturing our misery. Right? We can yeah. we can make ourselves miserable but it still doesn't mean we're not worthy of becoming I mean that's what the steps bring me to is finding my worthiness and being neither too big or too little Mm -hmm. and that's real true humility for me is not being that like really shitty shitty person that's not worthy of anything because I screwed up all those times and not being so great and grandiose because I think I'm fabulous it's being right right where I am and, and worthy of love and serenity and just as equally as I'm worthy of chaos and drama. I, mm-hmm. my actions kind of choose that. And then the answer to that is the rest of the prayer. I like that. Yeah. I, Lynn, when you said I catch myself thinking that oftentimes too, did I do enough to deserve this serenity? Like, is my basically asked wondering if the prayer is going to come true? Like, is it, is the obsession of whatever is going on in my mind going to go away? Am I going to get the courage to do what I have to do, even though I'm terrified? And then you start to think, okay, well, have I done enough in my relationship with my higher power that I'm going to get this reprieve from the anxiety right now? Or, and we, we always deserve it. Right. That's what the prayer answers. 
Right. And that's the humility of it is knowing it's twofold that we do deserve it, but all we have to do is ask when all we have to do is ask. Well, we have to ask. And part of that asking is the action after the asking, right? First, we ask, God, grant me the serenity. And we're asking to accept the things I cannot change. So that's an action. I either can accept it, right? Accept the things I cannot change. (laughs) Or I'm asking God to grant me courage, courage to change the things I can. So by my actions, I get to decide and the wisdom to know the difference that right there is the and is the is the trick or whatever (laughs) it's a trick (laughs) but but in all of those things it doesn't say I'm unworthy if I if I don't have the courage and it doesn't say I'm unworthy if I don't accept it and it doesn't say I'm unworthy if I don't have the wisdom it just says I can stay unserene Right. I don't know. I guess that's where my head goes. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. And I, I think where I have found my, where things click into place with me when I get those little clicks, it's when I look at what action I need to take to get to that next step. You know, the action of acceptance, of, of being smart enough to figure out the two. And the only way I can figure out the two is to be open and not, not take in my preconceived ideas of how something is supposed to be, but be willing to be open to see every new thing as a brand new experience, not as anything that I've used before. I just thought of something though. So interestingly enough, basically what we're, we're asking for is in order to make that decision, we have to calm down. So it's kind of like the pause. So we're asking, hey, God, give me pause right now because I am no shape. I don't get this right now. The wisdom is in the pause. Right. That's it. Help me be serene enough so that I can... Accept the things I cannot change. Okay, in this scenario, let's just say there's a scenario of me being upset because I can't, uh, because someone's mad at me, right? Let's pretend that someone's mad at me. God grant, and I'm upset. I'm in a tizzy about it. So someone's mad at me. I'm in a tizzy. And then I see it. Oh, I go to the bathroom because I'm at work and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, God, grant me the serenity. So like, help me calm my role, like slow my role, right? To accept the things I cannot change. Can I change this person being mad at me? Is there anything I could do to change this person being mad at me? Uh, and if there is, then what do I need to do? Do I need to make an amends or do I need to leave that person alone or do I need to stand in my truth or whatever that mm-hmm. courage is in that scenario? And then give me the wisdom to know the difference. So I have to first figure out what the choices are, what the actions are, what the what the behavior change I need. And then, okay, help me figure out if it's which one is right or wrong, which leads me to think about that's why I need this we part of the program because I can't figure it out by myself because God doesn't instantly answer me. Right. It does things like bring me to a friend and say, I'm really struggling with this and I'm kind of stuck. And then the friend sees the, the great obviousness of the situation and said, Hey, have you thought about it in a kind and loving way saying, 
hey, have you thought about this or this or this? And you're like, I don't know why, but that hadn't occurred to me. And then there's your open and willingness to see things as they should be. Not interesting. Not as they should be, as they could be. Hmm. Right, because maybe what should happen is maybe I should suffer a little bit more and learn more lessons. Or like I said, maybe it'll come back. Maybe this time I just put it away and I don't make the right decision because I would say I learn the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. I do the same mistakes, the same patterns, and eventually I'm going to get to the wisdom but I guess what it all boils down to is what Bree said is that pause is like that uh, yeah. asking for the pause because the pause is always where you find the wisdom. Well, not yeah, even yeah. always. Exactly. But that's when you learn how to respond instead of react in the pause. Well, and sometimes you get enough <laughs> pause and serenity to know there's nothing to be done right now. If you don't get the answer, then at least you're not flying off right handle. And I'm not even saying in like anger, I'm just like in anything, you know, just whatever your knee jerk reaction would be to react to something. I mean, you can, you don't even need to use it in a crazy situation. You could just use it in your everyday life. Life, Like if you, you know, everything's just kind of normal. I was just thinking about this. If your life is kind of normal, but maybe you want more from life and you want to start working towards getting a promotion. You could do the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. You know, how I performed in my job the last four years doesn't make a difference. But what I do today, I have the, give me the courage to change. Give me the courage to make more calls. Give me the courage to go to this, you know, to stop by this business. And even though I'm terrified or whatever it is, I mean, we can use it for all types of situations. Right. Except that in the past, I didn't do that. I have to accept that about myself. doesn't mean I'm unworthy. doesn't mean I'm unworthy. just means I have to accept myself, my flaws, my strengths, my everything. Okay, accept it. I kind of was slacking last week. Okay, uh, what what can I do differently? Because I don't know about you, but I get paralyzed when I think back about how bad I suck. So what I do is I I stay in the stuckness and the shitness and I and the unworthiness because I I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't go there. I w- what's happening in my life right this very second? What I'm working on with my sponsor, what I'm working on with myself is I'm really trying. I'm noticing. I'm not trying. I'm noticing when I'm making myself good or bad, which is why I'm very aware of it in this conversation. So a lot of times I'll say I need to try and do a good job. Instead, I've been really working on changing and saying, I am making this effort. Not good effort, not bad effort, just effort. And there I'm trying to allow this actual thing that we're talking about to happen. But I find myself rewinding and restating very, very often because it is such a a, uh, wagon wheel rut to be, I need to do a really good job or... I wasn't very good with the way I responded to Paxson, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going good and bad. I'm trying to stay out of that language is what I'm, why this is so top of mind with this worthiness thing. 
That's really cool. Uh, You reminded me years ago when I was in therapy and I was really struggling with a lot of work relationships because of all of my disease and all the the anger and resentment, but really, really struggling. And I remember I told her, I said, every day I go to work and tell myself today is going to be a good day. She said, hold it. It doesn't, why, why are you putting that pressure on yourself? It's not up to you to make the day a good day. It's up to you to do the right thing and do, you know, like we say, have integrity. uh, Yeah. And when you said that, I'm like, God, I did that to myself. I thought if I could just tell myself like power through, I could make it a good day. And I didn't even know what the definition of a good day was at that point. A good day was I wasn't throwing up. (laughs) A good day was I wasn't screaming or crying. (laughs) A good day was I'm drinking. (laughs) A good day was that big bottle of wine. Without guilt. I'm drinking with impunity and my weed connects on point. That's right. Yeah, that was a good day. You're right. Well, and someday, you know, until the end, really. But <laughs> yeah, until it stops being very good. It's until good until it's not good. <laughs> okay, so accepting the things I cannot change, right? So accepting yeah. that I'm not all that. I don't know. What, what's some other examples? We, I want to hear more examples. So I was just thinking I could use serenity prayer for working out. Like I haven't been. So God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Like I have a shoulder injury. There are certain exercises that I'm just not going to be able to do. My shoulders hurt. The courage to change the things I can go freaking rollerblading. I love rollerblading. I have not been out once because I'm being lazy and being busy with television sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and just making up all these other excuses, like I'm getting really in my head about all of it. Well, what if the sidewalk, what if there's no sidewalk? What do I do? Well, you turn around and go the other direction, you know, but like, I have all of this fear and I just have, I need the courage to just change. Something has to change. And I could use the serenity prayer for that. The wisdom to know the difference. I don't know what the wisdom is. The wisdom is just like, suck it up and do it. Like, I don't know. You know who knows what the wisdom is. I haven't sat in it yet. Well, I want to go back to what you said when, when sometimes the wisdom is to do nothing, right? And that's some really good advice I used to get in early recovery. Vicki, when you don't know what to do, don't do anything. Just wait. And that is part of the pause. That is part of the serenity. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in, in early recovery. There was not much serenity. Even when I paused, I would pause because I was forcing myself to pause. I would sit on my hands. Yeah. Or go to sleep. Most of the time, I would go to sleep because or call your sponsor. The only way I could <laughs> call your sponsor, sponsor twenty-seven times when they're in the redwood forest. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of a silly example I gave a little no, bit. It's not. not even okay. no, no, because that helps us take action, right? It helps mm-hmm. us. No, I think it was a perfect example. Trying to think of an example where it's not like some like life or death situation, or like you're not completely, you know. Where it's not something negative. Yeah. You're, it's not, it's not pressing, but it's also, it's just, it's there, you know, and you think about it and then you beat yourself up this about the inaction, you know, and it's, it's a mm-hmm. continuing issue that you haven't dealt with, whatever you haven't actually acted. Well, um, you know, even when I was, I was struggling with, if I wanted to move last year and I struggled for six months Uh, give or take. And then when I decided to do it, it was like such a relief. 
and I moved forward and it was a great thing and everything's been wonderful since, but it's, it's that fear that always gets me, you know, what ifs, what if, what if, um, Vicki says she shoulds herself to death. I, what if myself to death and, uh, it worked out great. So that, that, takes time and and you have to for me I have to learn how to trust when I hear the voice trust it and not try to second guess it get out of my head and just like I said early earlier be an open conduit listen and and trust I feel that way about the trusting thing when I get into situations with big groups of people and we're all trying mm-hmm. to get something accomplished I have to serenity prayer a lot um, to like accept everybody's personalities because I'm not going to change them. Right. Um, also be able to accept my personality that I'm not always the, you know, I might not always get my way because I'm not always the loudest person. I don't have a commanding like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to eat tonight. Um and the courage to change the things I can is to be able to offer whatever I can, wherever I can. And if you guys accept it, great. If not, I have to be okay to let that go. Right. Cause I think about even when sometimes it's funny to watch, like when my sister-in-law comes into town and her and my mom are both in the kitchen doing stuff and they're both like type A personalities. And like my mom's suggesting, you know, my sister-in-law do something a certain way. My sister-in-law's like, no, I think I'm going to do it like this. And I can tell it bugs my mom that my sister-in-law is not doing it the way she wants her to do it. And, um, it's just, I remember being in situations like that where I so desperately needed somebody else to do what I wanted them to do, how I wanted them to do it. And it's kind of like it says in the big book, when the show doesn't go off the way that I want it to go off, I'm the director and you know, you all are my actors. And when you're not behaving, it drives me insane and I will mm-hmm. get angry and resentful about it. I, the serenity prayer has literally helped take that need to control a situation and to control people it mostly relieves me of that, you know, sometimes to the point of where I'm like, well, just do whatever you guys want to do. Let me know when I'm supposed to show up. (laughs) Well, and for me, that's, that's what's huge. Usually what I can't change are the people in my life and their ideas and their behaviors and their thoughts. Most of the time I can change my behaviors, my thoughts and my actions. However, I didn't used to be brave enough to say if, because what I would be doing is I would be doing all kinds of math in my head. Well, it wasn't really math, but I would be all, all, all kinds of strategizing. Well, if I do this, then this person's going to be mad at me for saying this. And that person's going to be mad at me for mm-hmm. saying that. And, and so then I would just do nothing and I wouldn't have a voice. And then I would get mad, 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 or I would, I would get, finally I would build up enough and then it would be like, I would pop off like a champagne cork and say my thing at the wrong time in the wrong way at the wrong place. I would get the courage, but it wasn't really courage. It was just a reaction, which is what you were talking about earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's funny while you were saying that Vicki, I was thinking about, I'm more, I'm definitely more than Brie. It's like, I really needed people to do things the way I needed them to do it. And as a matter of fact, a friend gave me this magnet one time to put in my fridge. It said, I really just need you to stop talking right now and do what I want. <laughs> I, that's how I used to be. Yes. It took me so long to learn that. Mm-hmm. It took, and I still 
can go there. Oh yeah. You guys see me just like randomly start to be like, well, wait, who's moderating this meeting? What are we going to do? You know, like Vicky's first thought wrong was last week. Then I go into like panic mode. If I'm not, you know, if I'm in my character defects, that controlling side of me of thinking that I know what's going to be the best for everybody comes out instead of like quieting and like listening, trying to hear what everybody needs. And then deciding if it's something that I can actually change or even want to change. Most of the time I realize that I don't even care. And it feels actually better to not have the control over it. I'm like so much more relaxed. Well, there's something interesting and I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's something interesting that happens. And I, I noticed it a lot when I was managing people. And when I first started managing people, I would make decisions or proclamations or give them solutions real quick, right? I wouldn't let things fall the way they were supposed to fall. I wouldn't let people do it the way they wanted to do it because I thought it was so important for me to make a decision because I was in this decision-making position, right? Mm -hmm. And what I learned, and I learned it from several people, watching other people, reading things, Uh, discovering that maybe sometimes if I don't respond to something right away, people usually work it out. They don't really need my direction and it works out better because they're more comfortable with the way they chose to do it rather than me saying how to do it. And then sometimes there's people that wanted me to tell them how to do it. And then I got really, then I kind of up leveled in my management of asking them what they think and letting them talk through it instead of me telling them just the answer because I'm very impatient. So I wanted to get to the solution, to get to the answer, to get to the next, you know? Um, But that was a really, that was a two years worth of growth process Mm -hmm. of learning that. And now when I'm in situations and that's kind of where that thing came from, Brie, that I'm not married to either way was I learned how not to be so connected to the result because it was sometimes kind of interesting and I would learn stuff from people that was different than my way of doing it, which my way would sometimes get really great results. But sometimes I saw how people did it and they got really cool results and, and it started to become more of a, and I don't want to say game, but it was, it was more of an adventure to kind of see what would happen and see how that would fall or who would, who would kind of, and in service, like let's talk about today and in service, doing all this service work. Sometimes I don't step up and just do it. And I see who does pick up the the block, you know, and, and do something and see what they're going to do. And sometimes when I do that, I'm, when I respond so quickly, I'm not allowing other people to, to do heavy lifting or to learn or to, you know, it's just very interesting when you can pause and sit back and watch and wait. Most of the time things work themselves out. It's really kind of weird, but it took a long time to figure that out. And I still don't always go to that. Uh, Two things from that. Um, I learned in work life, um, the, the, for me, my philosophy of delegation was I would ask a person to do a task and somebody would say something like, no, they probably won't do it the way I would do it. But at the end of the day, is it done? Are people safe? Is it, you know, no one's getting hurt. No one's getting sick because I'm in food service. No one's getting hurt. No one's getting sick. That's really what matters. And I had to let go of so much to, to get to that point. But as a manager, that was a good lesson that I learned is that 
just telling myself, no, they're probably not going to do it the way I would, but that's okay. Especially if I train them, I know that they've got a solid foundation of skills. So I have, you have to let them, you know, if they're going to fall, they're going to fall. And the other part of that, when you, at the beginning of what you were talking about, um, I look at the end of this prayer of the freedom of coming to your conclusion of whether you're going to change it or you're going to let it go. Both gives you such freedom. And to get that feeling is like the jackpot. You know, it's like the the gold at the bottom of the rainbow for me. Well, because I think when you ask for the serenity and then it's granted to you, there's like a faith that comes along with it because you're already feeling a little bit better. And so Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, yeah, the wisdom is freedom because you already know that you went from here to here or that you had some peace. So that's just... You're, you're comfortable. I don't know how what else to call it, but like you're confident. You feel safe or a certain sense of confidence mm-hmm. that whatever will be will be. Thanks. Thanks. The boss of raw. Case to raw. I think that I wrote down earlier when one of you were talking. It was that when I'm not calm, I can't accept other people's behavior. I have zero courage when I'm not calm or I have too much courage. I have an overinflated sense of courage. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not genuine. It's not, um, it's not wise. It's definitely not wise. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so that's why I think that's what I, I've never really thought why it's so important. I never really thought that grant me the serenity asking that first was so important. I just kind of thought that's what the prayer said. God grant me the serenity. And I was always worried about the action parts, you know, to mm-hmm. accept the thing. Okay, I gotta get it to acceptance. Then I have to then I have to get to the bravery of picking the right, you know, there I go, picking the right. And then, oh, I have to figure out what it is. But I guess none of that can happen if I'm not calm, if I'm not serene, if I'm not, if I don't have a feeling of calm and peace. Right. And being open and willing. Pretty cool. So many nuggets. I know. So many nuggets. This is cool. Golden nuggets right now. I know. What's your golden nugget, Bree? Oh, there were so many, (laughs) but I will pick one that I really liked. Um, So I think it was you, Lynn. You said seeing things as they could be versus how they should be. And when I say the serenity prayer, the could be how things could be I feel like comes from my higher power versus how things should be is definitely my ego Bree grant me the serenity and the power and the go to just plow right through this situation and burn it all down (laughs) for serenity But I, I just like that, that uh, the serenity prayer helps you see what could be because you do get to pause and you end up either making a decision or not making a decision, but there's more comfort. You just get to experience comfort and freedom. So that's one of the many, but what about you? Um, I, Bree, you said this when we were talking about the wisdom um, and you said wisdom is in the pause. And I just, I, and then all of that, that we riffed off of when you don't know what to do, Vicki said, do nothing. And I think about that all the time and wisdom equals freedom. I love that, that component of how wisdom opens so many doors. 
All right. Well, <clears throat> Victoria, my golden nugget is really in the first sentence is in the granting, mm-hmm. right? Is getting, because this is what the program always tells me is I need to be humble and it's not eating humble pie either. It's being humble, being where I am. Okay. So God grant me the ability to get level set, right? Serene, calm. So my head is in such a bloody mess of things that I think and things that I are good or bad or should or shouldn't. And I can get that quiet so that I can, it's, it's the whole thing about prayer and meditation. So basically the serenity prayer is asking us to get calm so we can meditate, so we can hear what God has to say, so we can accept the things we cannot change. And then, then we decide what we need courage for. And then being able to sift that out, that wisdom is, but there's a long version of the serenity prayer, which I'm trying to find. Um, that's what I'm looking for right now. So um, to walk amongst yourselves. All right. So I want to read the long version of the serenity prayer. And it's, Thanks for uh, finding that Vicki. You're welcome. I had to go very far. I had to go on a journey to find yeah. it. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. I like it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's very, I mean, that that prayer has just saved my life. I don't know about you guys. I, Absolutely. That, that prayer, when I get resentful in meetings, I just say it over and over and over again in my head. I have to some days, some days you just have to. And that's, that's not just in-person meetings. That's in general, uh, staff meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go there. Till next time. Try out. Try out. Try out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more telling on ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.